0: Hello, potty people. You have Jake flying solo today, and I'm going to be discussing the 2023 Japanese film Godzilla Minus One. I saw this film last week. Well, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The film is directed by Takashi Yamazaki, and the film stars, and please excuse me if I'm mispronouncing these names. But Ryuno Suki Kamiki as Koichi Shikishima, a former kamikaze pilot and the protagonist. Minami Hamabi as Noriko Oishi, Shikishima's partner. We also have Sei Nagatani as Akiko, Oishi's and Shikishima's adopted daughter. And I I won't go through the rest of the cast. The, The cast is incredible. Actually, there's one more I'll go through. Hiditaka Yashioka, who plays Kenji Noda, the former naval weapons engineer. And then Kuranosuki Sasaki is Yoji Akitsu, captain of uh, the ship that Koichi's not on. And then last, Yuki Yamada is Shiro Mushizima, a young crewman aboard the ship uh, with Koichi as well. This film was made for a budget of $15 million. It's made $75 million at the box office at the international box office it has an a on cinema score and it has a dual 98 percent from critics and fans alike on rotten tomatoes i am going and excuse me this film has been nominated for a number of awards uh including the best visual effects at the 96 academy awards there's a lot to dive into this film but i'm going to save most of it for a later conversation with seth and I promise you this isn't some weird Zack Snyder marketing ploy to give you a little taste of two tastes at the same, or excuse me, two bites at the same apple here, um, where I'm basically just giving you a piece of the conversation. There are so many great things to talk about in this movie. I don't want to exhaust all of my thoughts, which aren't many or usually that good, here alone. So I'm going to just focus on a couple things I really enjoyed that really stood out to me in this film. First, the success. It's made a ton of money at the box office, $75 million. Uh, I kind of view $100 million, especially for international films, as like the big barometer. I think it's going to hit that. But even if it doesn't, this movie's been like a huge success because it's made all this money with zero marketing in, from what I've seen in the U.S., and I imagine little marketing elsewhere, really riding on word of mouth and the Godzilla franchise itself. I saw this film because every single podcast i listen to every publication i read every i don't know anyone has actually seen this film like personally but everything in my media sphere was screaming at me to see this film people were saying how good it was and i recently recently just watched uh, blue Eye samurai for a similar reason Um, the fact that they both deal with japanese culture or one is just a coincidence uh, but more so well, the fact that they're Japanese is a coincidence. The fact that they are foreign is not. I, so uh, the idea that there is a really good foreign film out there or foreign project, um, wow. I just said that Blue Eye Samurai is not foreign. It's made in the U.S. I'm tripping over myself here. Er, er, the media I consume, the echo rooms I'm in were screaming at me to see this film. So I gave it a chance. I saw it. And I was blown away. I really love this film, and the thing that stood out to me most, and this is going to sound crazy for a Godzilla film, you care about the characters, not Godzilla, I mean he's in it too, don't get me wrong, but Koichi, and I'm going to just go by the first names here, but Koichi, the protagonist, who is a former Kamikaze pilot, who has this great sense of shame, and has to, because he he did not go through with his mission he aborted the mission so he's got this great sense of shame he's living with noriko and her daughter akiko and akiko is like the cutest baby ever like bring her into a room and solve every every conflict she is so cute like she can't help but warm your heart it is but it's more than just like oh a cute kid on screen like this film is so well done the characters are so i don't know how to describe it like i feel i just feel for them and now there's the uh, there is the kenji noda who is the scientist like he's a bit over the top the captain uh yoji is a bit over the i don't want to say a bit over the top it's a different language and like i feel like sometimes their performances not so much caricatures but they're a little more emphatic i think that's a better way to describe it um but every role works perfectly. And, like, even though there's some roles that are more emphatic, um, a little more dramatic, the main characters, specifically Koichi and Noriko, are just incredible. And, like, the reason I'm spending so much time on the characters is because, like, Godzilla pops up a few times in this movie, and every time he does, it's terrifying, the, it's got great action, and the stakes feel very real for the characters. So he's really effectively used but he's really used more like Jaws. That was one of the things that stood out to me too. Like they do the music, like they show him kind of submerged a lot. They do a really effective job with Godzilla um, and his presence. But this is the best way to describe this movie. I was so entranced by the actual drama of the human characters. I was surprised every time Godzilla popped up and it's not often, but like the few times he did, I was just, it made his appearance all the more uh, – I don't want to say traumatic cause That's it's a movie, but all the more frightening and, and effective. And the movie is just so well done. Like you care about the characters and not only do you care about the characters, but like there are deeper themes there. Um, it's ultimately taking place in a post-World War II Japan and there's a lot – I'm not going to start commenting on, on anything about like – Japan or what that was like, because I'm not a historian and I don't know what post-World War II Japan was like, but it was interesting to me because it was clearly, uh, the film was trying to tackle something for the larger Japanese public or um, zeitgeist through this. And clearly, and there are certain parts that were there trying to address um, in an indirect way, but some of the things that, how this, how the citizens of Japan wanted to treat or confront Godzilla differently than Imperial Japan had in the, in, the, in the past. And they say multiple times that Imperial Japan treated life too cheaply. And as an American, um, obviously as an American historian, I feel like America is similarly trying to come to grips with a lot of our own history, specifically dropping the bombs. And so it was just interesting seeing them tackle some of these headier subjects and topics uh, in a Godzilla film. And they did it really well. And outside of the characters and how excellent they are, the other thing that stood out to me were the effects. And that's been garnering a lot of attention, not only for the Oscars nomination, but more importantly, because we've seen all of these really expensive US films recently, and they've had terrible effects. And- so sorry, I was just saying how people are kind of looking at this as an example of how you can still have great effects without insane budgets. One quick thing to note there, There are no unions in Japan, or at least no unions within the film industry. Um, So, and even though there's been a lot of out, even though the unionizations for a lot of the American Hollywood industries have been somewhat recent, they basically still had more rights and more regulations uh, in place than what Japan has now. Not saying that like it's anything necessarily, I don't know what the right word is like devious or nothing too like, like they're not, not like they're working people without paying them uh, or working them for like pennies but they are definitely they're allowed to overwork them um like the type of thing we hear with we heard about a lot of the special effects with disney like people spending basically 20 hours in a studio but like, getting the wages for eight, like 12 or 16 um again i'm also not like a labor expert, I don't know why I'm even going into this, but the one thing I wanted to call out, were it basically two things. First, the effects are amazing, and I do think it's a good example and just a, a real lesson to Hollywood that you, e- even that you don't need to spend $200 million to get a film that looks like it's $200 million. And uh, Gareth Edwards, The Creator, which came out earlier this year, is another great example of that. Uh, that film was, uh, I actually should do a podcast on that film soon, but that film looked stunning and it had a, a budget of 80 million and that film had better effects than anything since endgame uh, and i would even put the effects up with some things in endgame just maybe not in scale but definitely in terms of execution um so i guess what i'm going with this is the effects are incredible and i think they should be a lesson of hollywood but they're at the same time it's not quite as pretty maybe pronounced as some people are trumpeting like that 15 million dollar budget if they had to play by Hollywood rules, maybe it would be 30 or 40 million. Um, it, it, because of the, how they would have to pay the animators and the people working on the effects. All right. Enough about the effects. Um, I'm going to wrap this up soon. I, I really, really enjoyed this film. The last thing I'm going to quickly note is Godzilla. I already touched on it briefly. Um, the design I was it was funny I thought the design was a little retro like it was an interesting blend I think of more recent designs and older designs um I but I'm the I'm not a Godzilla purist so the design doesn't truly I I was just interested it. it kind of stood out to me it was like an interesting blend a part of it kind of reminded me of the old Godzilla films uh but overall this film's great Godzilla minus one I actually would recommend seeing this in theaters um it the action's great, Godzilla is great, he's terrifying in it, but he, and he's used really well. He's used more like Jaws, and where he only drops in for bits and pieces, and they build to him. They build to those moments, and they still feel like a surprise, and there's a ton of suspense, so I highly recommend seeing Godzilla minus one in theaters. I loved it. I'm going to give this, whew, I, I'm, th- I might regret this, I'm going to give this a really high score. I'm going to give this I think a 9.7 out of 10. I was and part of it is how it's a double whammy. I went in with super high expectations and was still blown away by how much I liked the film. Like it it is a 9.7 out of 10. I couldn't recommend it enough. Um I love the film. This made me a Godzilla head. I don't even know if that's the term but um the one last thing I'll note watching this film I watched the two previous Godzilla films, like the remakes, the, starting with like Aaron Johnson and Brian Cranston. Uh, I saw the sequel to that. I've seen both Godzilla versus King Kong movies. And it's so funny. Like uh, I listened to the Midnight Boys on the Ringer and they talked about this. They spend so much money, time and talent on those films, trying to get you to care about like the characters or, or to at least like really pass the time between the monsters. This film had more character, like, in, like, the story, more character and charisma than all of those previous films combined. Like, it's just really interesting, like, and the thing, too, it's, I'm not gonna say it's simple, like, these characters were, were complex, like, the comic, the kamikaze pilot who didn't kill himself, like, they're dealing with a lot of deep themes here, and, like, not necessarily easy or straightforward, but they handled it, but this is the thing, like, they had something to say about these complex topics. They, they also had a very clear message that, and the message is super simple and clear in this. Life is must be cherished and life must be protected. And there's ways to defend life without necessarily taking one. Um, that's what I took away from it and I loved it. I was just like I was charmed by this movie. That's the only, I, I keep, I was just, I love it. Godzilla minus one. Highly recommend it. I can't wait. I'm going to see what this director did. Um, oh and I'm sorry I didn't even mention the director. It was oh i think it is made by takashi Yamazaki. i was just blown away Th- this film actually made me realize i need to start seeing more foreign films um all right godzilla minus one can't, can't recommend it enough merry christmas everyone thanks for spending your time with us i uh, think spend your time with me happy holidays if you don't celebrate christmas and soon uh, i wish a happy new year at all but i'll be talking to you before then thanks again talk to y'all soon later